0: Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics.
1: Here's your host, Todd Citrin. Amen to the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
0: Come Holy Spirit, come. Heavenly Father, we come to you today with hearts of deep gratitude for this ministry that Todd has said yes to. We ask you to come today and speak in us and through us. I ask you to help me to be open to whatever it is you desire to be shared. Sweet Mother Mary, come with your motherly presence with us today. Come, Holy Spirit. Come.
1: Amen. Amen, Father, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Today, I have a wonderful guest on the show from Lafayette, Missy Sachery Polizola, artist and uh, mother and uh, mother of four four girls. And uh, welcome to the show, Missy. Thank you, Todd. Thank you for so, having me. So I've been wanting this interview for a long time. <laughs> we have a mutual friend, Kelly Brewer, and uh, and. Um, she's told me so many wonderful things, and I know that uh, Missy's got a real deep deep heart for the Lord. Uh, we've got a chance to visit a little bit before the show, but tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Okay, well, like you said, I'm a wife, and wife to Kyle. My husband actually is, let's see, two and a half months away now. Well, by the time they, they, the show airs, he may already be a deacon. Um, he'll be ordained a deacon for the Catholic Church, God willing, um, March 28th so that has been an interesting journey for us a beautiful one um and i have four lively girls my four girls were born in five years and let's see what else do you want to know todd
1: well tell me a little bit about where you went to school when you were young
0: sure so i grew up in lafayette i grew up in a catholic home Um, I started at Cathedral and I went all the way through third grade and then I moved to Sacred Heart and Grand Coteau for fourth through eighth grade when they had just opened up fourth grade and then I went to St. Thomas More for high school those were amazing years of my life and then I went to UL for college with a few semesters here and there maybe out of the country we might get to that as part of our uh, session today and so that's my schooling
1: Tell me, um, so I know your, your uh, faith life took a turn in college and whatnot and had some uh, discerning. And, uh, you know, where was that seed planted as a youth? You know, was it who, was there someone in your family, your parents or great, uh, great godparents or, or uh, that, that led you to Christ? You know, what's your earliest memory?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. The seed, well, obviously, I think the seed was planted in baptism, right? But as far as, like, any external people in my childhood, my grandmother was for sure my greatest influence on my faith growing up. Her um, fortitude and her perseverance in her faith and also her generosity— she, um I, as a little girl, I would ride with her to the various religious orders and to the priest' homes to deliver food or flowers. We were always at the Carmelites or the missionaries of charity. and um that had a serious impact on my on my life as a child growing up, knowing that, you know, we're here, not just for ourselves, to really give and live for others. um so that impacted me in that way for sure. And just her um fidelity to the church and her fidelity to Especially the ro- the daily rosary. Every single day we knew where to find her in her chair in the back of her house. So um, it, it, her her faith wasn't really, she didn't talk about it a ton, but just by the way she lived her life, I think had a great impact on me and all of my siblings. She made sure we always got to Mass. And what was
1: her name and where, where was she from?
0: Helen Sachery. Okay. She, Helen Boyer Sachery. She's from here. Well, Broussard, really, but mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but yes. Uh, her Sound like
1: a good Cajun Catholic. You yeah. know, now that my <laughs> wife and I are grandparents, you know, now we're all into the grandparents, you know.
0: Yes. And,
1: uh, oh, we love our grandkid, and, um, you know, we're looking forward to many, many more years like that. So, you know, I understand that you discerned, and uh, tell us about that. You know, I know that's a big part of your life.
0: Well, I can say it wasn't like um, this was something that everybody expected out of me. I, I definitely didn't. Um, grow up thinking that I was going to be a sister. Um, there was a time in my life when I was taught by sisters at, at um, Grand Coteau, mm-hmm. but it definitely was never something, a desire that was on my heart. Um, in high school, I mean, I think I lived a pretty regular high school life. I definitely had my share of good times, some of which maybe I right regret. <laughs> Ditto for college. But um, I really, the seed for me, this is a good story I think to share that that will come in later with the discernment, um, retreats through high school had a serious impact on my faith life and my relationship with Jesus. Um, so that seed was planted and fertilized every year as I grew in my relationship with Jesus. No matter like how far I strayed, like I was always able to come back to him because I believed at that time in his love for me. So fast forward, I'm in college, growing in my faith, and growing in my social party life, too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not claiming that I was anywhere near near convent life. But um, a friend of mine went to visit religious orders. She had a cousin who was a priest and wanted her to go visit all of these religious orders with some of her cousins. Well, she came back from this trip and said, Missy, I went to this convent in Nashville, and it was like I could see you there. I could not get you out of my mind the whole time I was there. And she told me all about this place and all about these sisters that things that really surprised me that didn't sound like what I knew of religious life. I mean, we didn't see, I, I said I saw sisters with my grandmother, but we really didn't see young sisters right. active out there. Um, so that was a, another, you know, vocation seed that I think was planted in me when my friend went to visit this order.
1: What do you think that she saw that why she placed you there?
0: I think she saw um, a joy that maybe she saw in me, um, friendship. Um, I don't know, but, you know, she really never told me, but I think, you know, they. she told me about the plays they were doing. She just, I guess she just knew my personality and right. felt like I fit she in there. Could, yeah. That I fit in there.
1: Okay. So then, then keep going. What's next. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So
0: what's next is so, so that it never left me, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear it. Cause in my mind, I just thought at the time that sisters were um, people who maybe couldn't get married, couldn't, uh, you know, so they, I, I just imagined, I hate to say this. I mean, I'm kind of embarrassed to say it. It's, no. it's a false, it's a false, uh, idea, but I thought of them as like maybe old maids. Of course. And so it wasn't something that was attractive to me. And mm-hmm. I was a little like upset with my friend as much as it never left me. I was upset that she kind of, I'm a little embarrassed. Like, why did you see me there? You know?
1: Right. That's not cool.
0: Yeah. I didn't think it was cool. So <laughs> fast forward, I'm growing in my faith and, uh, I'm dating this guy who feels called to the seminary. Wow. And, um, you know, that was, I wanted to support that. That was a beautiful calling. And, um, but it was also very surprising whenever it's someone that you're, you know, you are dating. Um, Anyway, in that time, I went, I think that I was feeling this call through as time passed. Okay. Mm -hmm. This little tug on my heart. So I go to study for a semester in Rome and I meet, no, 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 no. I'm messing it up. I go on a trip with my grandmother, took my sister and I to Rome. And while we were there, Father Bryce Sibley, who's now a priest, he was a deacon and maybe, maybe he was even a seminarian still. And he was like our tour guide. And one of the things he did is he took a, he asked my sister and I, do you want to go to this mass in the morning with all of these sisters? My sister says, I'll sleep in. And I'm like, yeah, I want to go. Mm-hmm. So I go and I have breakfast with the sisters after it's all these American sisters living together who were studying in Rome. And I really connected with this one sister who happened to be an artist. So I ah. rewind my degree is in art, fine arts and painting. And um, So we really connected. And so after that breakfast, Father, I'm I'm going back to the hotel and we're visiting. And he he said, how was your breakfast? I said, it was wonderful. I told him all about it. And this one sister, Sister Angelica, wow. He said, oh, yeah, well, she's a Nashville Dominican. I said, oh, really? He said, yeah. I said, is that that order so-and-so, my friend Stephanie, visited? Yeah, she did. So this was the beginning of me saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to just find out more about what religious life is. So it began a really a two-year process of discernment and visiting. I finally, after a year, went to, I mean, I was like kind of, I started stalking them. I was finding out about them mm-hmm. online, researching, you know, and then I finally made my first call to the convent and then I went to visit and honestly, through the two years of discernment, it was like this magnet that was pulling me there and there were times when I wanted to run and there were times that I wanted to, to you know, jump ship heading over just during that discernment and when I came to uh, know that he was definitely calling me there and I you know, shared it with my family and friends, it was definitely a big surprise to a lot of people. Um, I was actually at the time working at Clayfish Bisque. I'd helped um, mm-hmm. as a college student, help the owners open the place and I was about to buy the business after college. That was the other thing I was gonna do instead. I had to sit my boss down and tell her, I'm sorry, I can't buy this business because I'm entering the convent. So it was a little shocking to people, but um, I knew that it was where God was calling me. So here I am. I'll keep going. I'm gonna just tell you my yeah, convent story. You know,
1: so I know you have four girls and yeah. you know, I'm thinking over here with on the sidelines of your life, you know, thinking, wow, if you had made that choice, you wouldn't have those four girls, you know. So maybe instead of the Lord needing one then, maybe he's getting four. I always tell him with my girls I had a three for one deal going at the Carmelites, but they, it didn't happen. Oh, I love it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that. So through my years there, I mean they were I tell people it was like the Lord wrapped up a, a package in twenty four karat gold by calling me there because the Lord taught me so much about love and family life and so much. And then he truly called me home. I I was really close to making my first vows and I knew that I just felt didn't have peace. Mm -hmm. And I had had a lot of questions while I was there. And I finally was like, I just can't make myself do this. I can't make myself do this. So when I went into my superior's uh, office to tell her, I really felt like I needed to go home. I said, but sister, I've just been staying because I love y'all so much and I love this life. I said, but who knows? I said, I'm not like feeling like I know I'm called to marry life, but maybe I am, and maybe I'll have maybe I'll have all girls, and maybe they'll end up here one day. That that is what I told her the day I left. (laughs) So here I am, and um, so then I returned home from the convent. That was not an easy thing to do, Um, you know, kind of like breaking off an engagement. Sure, not an easy thing to do, but um, I returned home, and within probably two weeks, I get a call from my alma mater to come teach high school religion <laughs> fresh out of the convent still with my short hair cuz I had worn I wore a habit for a year mm-hmm. so the order where I where I was called to um, is a fully habited order I mean tons of young sisters and I mean I even had a name change for a year so that what part was of that, that it was sister Eva Marie I like or that. Mary is the new Eve okay and uh, so during that second year of religious life it's called your novice year where okay. you um you do wear a habit and a different veil. It's almost like acting as a sister, but not yet under vows. So, um,
1: so when did you meet your husband?
0: Okay. That's another fun story. Um, so here I am, I start teaching high school religion at STM. And of course I have some friends who were dying for me to meet this guy. And I'm like, I just got out of the convent. I'm not ready to date. And I had a priest advisor who said six months, no dating. I said, okay, so they kept telling me about this guy named Kyle. They wanted me to meet. He was an attorney. And I was like, oh, like I just really I didn't. I, really I, really I, really here I am home from the convent. I'm thinking I'm going to marry like a, might meet a youth minister or something, you know. Well, something they told me is that he, a friend of mine's mom said he thinks he might want to be a deacon. Mm-hmm. And that was the only reason I went out with him. Oh, and it was six months later that I went out with him on a blind date. He called me up the week before we went out and we were probably talked on the phone for three hours. Then a week later, he picked me up for our first date and we were married a little over a year later.
1: (laughs) And how many years ago was that?
0: That was 14 years ago this past December.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I'm hearing you had a little calling, and then your other boyfriend, did he become a priest? He did not. <laughs> okay. And then your 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 new boyfriend, which became your husband, uh, is a deacon. That's pretty good. You're pretty wrapped up in the Catholic church there. You're <laughs> so a good changing Catholic.
0: <laughs> I joke that his mom must have prayed me out of the convent.
1: Maybe so. <laughs> believe that 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 goes on. Uh, I want to remind everyone you're listening to Cajun Catholics, and uh, our guest today is Missy Polizola from Lafayette. She uh, is a graduate of St. Thomas More.
0: Mm -hmm. Class of uh, 96. 96,
1: babe. I was 84, whew, a long time ago. And so Missy uh, just got a real love for the Lord, and I know she's done some artistry, and I've seen some of her pictures on on the internet and uh, into a whole lot of other things as well, but talk to me a little bit. You know, you mentioned you might not be actively doing artistry right now but tell me about your pictures because they intrigue me I looked online it's a lot of landscapes it's beautiful pictures of I guess the horizon or forest or or, or you know you really with nature you have a calling with that mm-hmm. what's tell us a little bit about that
0: so I, th- I would say that probably my art is at the, like the deepest level of my heart it's something that I uh, really desire to make more time to do but um, I do feel a deep connection to nature and As a young child, I grew up in what's now Bollier Place in a fully developed neighborhood. But then it was a gravel road and a lake and all fields. And so I feel like I spent a lot of time growing up in nature and really found God there. I would spend hours on my back looking up at the sky or playing in the trees or riding the four wheelers. And and truly, um, you know, there were times in my childhood that were not the best when, um, you know, with the absence of my dad, I don't know if we'll end up having time to go there, but there were times when, um, you know, some parts of my childhood that were, were sad. And I feel like I went to nature to, for comfort and found the Lord there in, um, a deep relationship with him. And so I really, uh, feel like when I paint landscape, I am in relationship with the Lord. It's, it's, uh, almost like a, Like a glorifying Him by Mm -hmm. by appreciating His creation,
1: when I see her her pictures, uh, just so loudly speaks the number seven to me. I don't know why that is. I also feel like I saw the number five. I don't know. I, I have these weird Holy Spirit moments where I see numbers, but but and the number seven is perfection. It's 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 all about heavenly perfection and Jesus, you know. So I see that in your artistry. And uh, another thing that I see that's interesting to me is the vantage point in your, in your artist. I'm not an artist. I I got kicked out of the uh, art class at STM for spitting on the on the window. It was not a good deal. So I ended up in a different class. But uh, but I know that that's something that you do as you start with a vantage point, and kind of everything kind of flows to that. I don't know. Am I saying that right? But I see that in your artistry, and I see <clears throat> on each side of those landscapes you do. There's like these wings, and a lot of your pictures. Mm-hmm to me together have these wings on the out on the right and to the left i I don't know Hmm. and um we talked a little bit about kursia and uh, you may make that one day but one of the things that i was telling a a close friend is they teach you how to do a palanca rosary i don't know if you've ever heard of that but uh you say an entire rosary with your arms out and uh it's difficult and um but it's i guess a form of mortification and uh i see that in your artistry Uh, i see that
0: interesting Yeah. yeah
1: So, tell me a little bit about um, what's going on with you now. Do you, are you a big reader?
0: Oh, I'm a big book collector. Okay. <laughs> and I'm a great reader of all first chapters, and maybe sometimes the last pages. Me too. <laughs> so, I have a huge library. I love to
1: sort of read. <laughs> How about Bible? A little oh, bit? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah
0: definitely. What my, are you into now? Well, um, like what? Gospel? Yeah, yeah.
1: Like what's on Well, your we're heart? in
0: Mark right now. Okay. Um, I've been doing, um, in conversation with God, father Francis Carval Fernandez. Um, and that is really what I've used for my meditation time. Okay. And I'm actually also, re- I am reading a book right now. It's father. This is interesting. Father Emmerich vote. Do you know of him? V O G T. He's a Dominican friar who, um, worked a lot with the 12 steps movement, but he took the 12 steps and made it for all people. It's called the spirituality of the 12 steps is his like ministry. But the book I'm reading is called, um, freedom to love Mm -hmm. spirituality and the seven deadly sins. That's what I'm reading right now. Nice. But I have a, like for me to comprehend a book, I have to read it and then take notes while I'm reading it. So I've been reading this book for Mm -hmm. a while now and I'm still just on chapter one.
1: I, I'm a strong believer in the Holy Spirit and one guest leads to the next and last week I had a gentleman on, John T. Landry, who who was an artist and wow, all of a sudden I didn't know Missy was an artist, you know. Uh just wow, that's for me just a little ping there. But um for me, you know, right now I'm I'm God has put the book at toe, but in my and mm-hmm. my uh have you have you readily? I
0: have, but Ooh,
1: it's intense. I mean the angel Raphael comes down and it's a guy who, who reminds me of myself in a lot of ways because he's like really wants his, his kid to have a, a good wife. And uh, I have three daughters, but you know, someone once told me, and I, this is my advice for you and you girls, you really have to pray for a good son in law and it's never too early to start. Mm. And I'm like, that doesn't really make sense to me. But then I really got on that about 10 years ago and it's, it's, I've seen the fruits. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a good thing. So, uh, tell us about your girls. I mean, do that, do you feel like strong faith with them? I mean that you see that, you yeah. know?
0: Yes. Each of them are so unbelievably different. Um, my oldest, it's funny. One of one of the girls said about her, he said, it's like she, um, she's holy, but nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know, she might be a little fiery at home, but I think whenever her sisters hear her pray or see her devotion, um, they're surprised. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to say anything negative on on air. About no, my kids. There aren't, there's nothing to say anyway.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, you're right. There's nothing that negative to say. say. No, there's my girls are so fun. Each of them. Uh, my oldest is has been a dancer and is into cheerleading. My second daughter has just this deep, deep heart. Um, she's a little creative girl too, and uh, she's into gymnastics. And then that's Carolina. My oldest is Annalise. And then Gianna is our third daughter. And she definitely follows her namesake of St. Gianna. She loves and adores babies and just loves to take care of people and all things around her. Um, She's also a little gymnast. And then my baby girl, Cecilia, who we named after St. Cecilia, but also the Dominican Sisters of St. Cecilia is where I was. So. We love the sisters dearly and have had a close relationship with them. So Cece's my baby, and she's newly into swimming, lap swimming, and um, just loves loving. She does. But each of my girls' temperaments are all so unique and different. My oldest, I've been really just um, amazed by her maturity as she grows and uh as you know i mean it's just it's just yeah. going so fast
1: miss yeah in mass i uh, go to holy cross and really been loving father mario romero he's our priest and uh he sp- spoke about how everyone who, who has that mountaintop experience in their lives have, have have gone through that earthquake you know a dark moment in their lives that kind of change their lives or, or a conversion moment have you had do you feel like you've had that in your life
0: well, I definitely have had dark moments. And, and as far as that one conversion moment, I, I I would say I'm still having it every day. but um, Still going. Yeah, for me, probably the divorce of my parents when yeah. my dad left um, was my darkest time. But um, it also birthed and led to the greatest gift to me, which was my relationship with Jesus. Because in high school, I had a deep awareness through a friend at a retreat who wrote me a letter um, that... I became aware of my hurt that I was mm-hmm. kind of pushing down, trying to just be happy, be happy, be happy. Um, and I realized that my father at that time, in my life was not there. And so I needed, I needed to cling to my heavenly father. And so from a young age, I had a deep awareness of the need for God in my life. Almost like I kind of joke with people that I feel like everybody needs the Lord, but I feel like I needed more (laughs) because it's almost like that stage of, in my life where I felt like an orphan. So, um, for me, like my prayer life is not just like extra, it's essential. Mm -hmm. I can't live without it. And I see that I'm not who God's made me to be without it. So that time with him, um, but it's interesting when you were talking about Tobit, I love I don't read the Bible like that, like I don't read a book at a time. Mm-hmm. I tend to go to a passage and usually let's with the daily mass readings, but I would love one day to get into reading the Bible that way, um, yeah,
1: you know, I don't know God put that one on my heart and uh and it's a fascinating book. It could have been written like yesterday. It's just so cool. I just think it's the coolest book. I, I would challenge our readers to go out there and read it. It's a short read. You can read it in one one night. It's 20, 30 minutes. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do a lot of talking in my prayer life, and I, I, I Lord and I have an ongoing joke. I, I always say I need to shut up and listen, you know, mm-hmm. and I try to do that, uh, and, and it's amazing what you hear <laughs> sometimes, you know. Um, but anyway, um, so um, – Tell us a little bit about this endeavor you have with uh, this ladies' conference. I know that's starting to come around.
0: Okay, so yes, we were talking before the show. Some of you listeners may have heard about it. I I hope that um, if you haven't, you would go and check out our website. Um, Myself and some other ladies got together to begin a women's conference for our area called the Abide Catholic Women's Conference. And um, it is happening in February of 2021, but our tickets will be going on sale this May. So you can go to our website at www.abidewomen'sconference.com, and um, part of the why behind this um, conference was to to bring together women from all over our diocese together under one roof, with this not being attached to any one parish, but bringing all the women together to be able to grow in our faith together. And we found, we brought in such amazing speakers that last conference, I mean, it sold out. And we had people from all over the country there. And not that we don't want that, but we really want our local ladies to be able to get there first. So this year, um, we are going to, and it's not all panned out at, at our um, taping time today, so I don't want to go into too many details. Mm-hmm. But um, we're, we'd like to do a pre-sale for our local ladies where we're going to be putting um, codes in, the bulletins and announcing it at mass as opposed to putting it online. So we'd really like for all women from all over the diocese of Lafayette to get out there first. So we're pretty excited. I'm not going to say any speakers cause those have not been announced yet, but it's going to be an amazing weekend to grow in community, to grow in fellowship, to grow in love of our Lord and receiving love from our Lord.
1: And do we have a place where it'll be?
0: Yes. The double tree hotel.
1: Okay. And about what it would cost. Well, determined?
0: that I'm not going to announce because we, yeah, it's going to be about $200. Okay, okay. I'll say that.
1: Yeah. And so who would have spoke last year? Like when, who was all these blockbusters?
0: Okay. So we had Jennifer Fullwaller. Okay. Um, Sister Miriam. Uh, Heather Kim.
1: Sister Miriam was awesome. She, She's I think amazing. She was, uh, at Focus, I believe I heard my daughter. I think I heard her on She's YouTube. Phenomenal. Yeah.
0: Um, she and Michelle Benzinger and Mm -hmm. Heather Kim, the three of them actually have a podcast called abiding together podcast, and it's excellent. I would, I would encourage all of your listeners to check that out, but the three of them were there
1: Nice.
0: and then we had amazing music ministry. Um, we had some other breakout speakers. We had some local breakout speakers that were good.
1: Just a minute or two left on the show, Missy. Um, you know, um, for those of our listeners out there, um, message for them you know and in in your spiritual faith life what's what god has put a lot on your heart i think you have a lot to share with our listeners and and a lot to give um you know what what what's in your future
0: well like what are the words that i would want to say to
1: either that or or a little bit on where you're headed with 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 your career and your faith life and what what you want to see for life yet
0: well i'm definitely discerning a lot of things right now so i'll I'll keep those in my Mm -hmm. prayer but um I would say that when you were first talking, I was thinking you were asking something else. So I'm gonna answer what I thought you were asking and then I'll because I wanted to share this. I feel like if there's anything I would love to leave your listeners with, it is that to believe in the love that the Lord has for each one of us, to believe that we are loved. And I think if we can believe that we are loved, then we can do anything and we'll be able to love because we'll have received his love. And I think there were times in my life that I um through my circumstances, I didn't believe that I was loved. And it's still a lie that sometimes I fall into believing, right? Um, That I continue to battle um, in that just letting the Lord love me just as I am. So I think that's, I would love to just urge all of your listeners to let the Lord love them, receive his love so that we can then be salt and light in the
1: world. I'll be praying for you. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things in Crescia that the people I've sponsored, I write a letter each time to them. And, and I just say, let let God love you. Let the Lord love you. Just open up this weekend and just let feel his love, you know. I feel that so much in my in my prayer life today, you know. It's uh, good to have girls because you can share that love. <laughs> they, they get to Aww. bounce that love right on back to you.
0: They love their daddy, huh?
1: Oh, they do. So, Missy, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, you're a blessing to our community, and uh, appreciate everything you do. And uh, you've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. We'd encourage you to always engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Thank you for being here. God bless. Thank you, Don.